I remember one night we only had tequila in the house and I had nothing to chase it with. Like literally not even a piece of bread. I thought about it because I was like, maybe I'll take a shot and then eat a slice of bread. bread. And we didn't have that. And so I chased it with water and I do not recommend that. It did not work. It's not like a vodka water where you can mix the two. I also thought you could, yeah, I thought you could put the tequila in the water. It just tastes like a glass full of tequila. Don't do that. Oh God, no. Oh no, I forgot you did that too. Yeah, I was dumb. Oh no. So anyway, Anyway, the journey, the the journey journey. to sommelier is littered with a lot of mistakes. Yes. You gotta, you gotta taste a lot of bad wine before you get to the good stuff. Drink whatever's in the can. (laughs) Welcome to Fine Pairings, I'm Grace. I'm Claire. It's the season four finale! Exciting. Um, So, fun surprise, because I tried not to tease it too much, especially uh, internally. If you look at our show notes, half of them are from before this season for fanfic uh, writing requests, and the other half are for this season. (laughs) So we did three each. Wee! I'm gonna let you know right now, only one of mine is actually 500 words. The other one I tried and failed, and the third one I didn't try at all, and you'll see why. <laughs> that one just needed to come to fruition. So we don't know how long this episode is gonna be, yeah. uh, but it is the last one. Yeah. So you're gonna get what you paid for. Dive in and out <laughs> as need be. Yep. Claire's gonna go first. Claire? What? Oh, first, let me introduce my <laughs> oh, drink. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the concept since I talked about it last time? <laughs> what the what All right. um, deal is? We were thinking about uh, things that like the other person would like or would like make them like smile. And I was like talking to Grace. And actually what came up recently on my Facebook page was a reminder of what Grace and I were like in college, which is trash. But um, <laughs> is that yes. the picture in question came up with the shot that I do want to save for another time because I wanted to figure out a way to make it safe because there's no way I can bring that shot. You know the one. Anytime I tell people the story of that drink, they're like, I'm sorry, why did you think that was a good idea? It happens when you're really poor and you have two alcohols in your but the, whole house and but you just try to make something. I know. Here's the premise, guys. So when Grace and I were in college, we used to so make dumb. cocktails for each other. This was really just, just one time. Yeah, we had there was one else. night. Because like, we also had roommates that, like, Laurel just brought home, like, 36 beers because it was a resolution to try every beer and we were like why did you buy 36 of the first kind yeah she was like i don't know and so we just drank that for a month see we weren't smart and And um, usually didn't have any alcohol in the house like or one kind and it was like fireball or or something incredibly stupid and so what i brought you today is uh the same night as that uh memorable shot which uh (laughs) named after an athlete uh hashtag olympics but um, (laughs) no not olympics not olympics he was not an olympic athlete anyway Anyway. The point is, the other we were we made another drink to match another show that we were interested in. At the time, we were watching Toddlers and Tiaras. This, no, I don't think it was because of that. I think we made it and then decided. <laughs> yes, because I oh, I think the story. Anyway, the point is what this I've, one is less memorable because we didn't take a picture. No, because we didn't we didn't take a picture of it because my memory of it is I think it's it was a pink drink mm-hmm. and I think you were trying to make simple syrup with pink lemonade sugar. Yeah, because we had three things in the house. Yes, and we so had, you were. And it was like, was it gin or was it, it was, was cl- vodka? It was probably rum, tequila, and it probably vodka. probably was rum. Oh, God. It's that I'm pretty sure it was rum, tequila, and vodka. And so you took a packet of pink lemonade, like crystal light. Yeah. And we're like trying. to we punch or something. And yeah. Like. And so we were trying to turn that into simple syrup. And yes. it like mostly worked. And mm. I honestly don't super remember how that drink tasted. But what I have brought you. But it was literally just like syrup and like yeah. rum or vodka. Yeah. And, and then maybe 
It was, was like really syrupy. Yeah. I remember just being syrup. And because we were very into, we were watching Toddlers and Tiaras and then the breakout show, oh, yeah. Honey Boo Boo. It was Honey Boo Boo um, had just come out. Yes. And we would watch, that was like, we were watching Storage Wars and Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> and so I brought you an upgraded Honey Boo Boo. This looks like a great, like, uh, like a, like a bridal shower bachelor. Yes. Like it's a super cute pink color. It's a like, very, I love this color. It's a very pale pink. I don't think I could wear it because it's almost my skin tone. Right. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. This would make a beautiful bridal. It sh- looks great with your nail polish. <laughs> right. I'd be like, take a pic. Be like, um, <laughs> me with my Olive in June, hashtag not an ad, um, nail polish. So it is a, uh, an ounce of vodka. Okay. Uh, six ounces of strawberry Bud Light seltzer. Oh, and that's the, what the smell is. And then, okay. st- and then topped with strawberry lemonade. Okay. You didn't put the rosé in it. No, I did not. <laughs> I was afraid that would be too much. Similarly, we were kind of like, what does Claire have in her fridge? Yes. Uh, and it was not things that would make yes. sense together. Yes. So I'm glad so, you... So let's, uh, let's give it a shot. The, the fake strawberry is confusing as yes. like an afterthought, but yes. everything else is fine. Yes. Like it tastes like a... Like it's not quite as, as syrupy as like a Sprite or a 7-Up. So mm-hmm. that's kind of nice. Mmm. Oh, this feels like something you'd get out of like um like you know people would buy like those pitchers and you would just kind of fill it up at like yes a, yes it feels like that yes this is I don't um, dislike it I like no. it more than the honey boo boo I agree it's much better than the honey the original honey boo boo I wonder <laughs> in future iterations I wonder if it would be better with just regular seltzer and then more pink li- in a mm. world this would probably with like honestly I think that like was this regular pink yeah, there's pulp so I'm assuming this yes. is just pink uh, it might be okay with the it was with strawberry the, with the pink lemonade crystals because it is kind yeah. of work it is it is strawberry lemonade with real strawberries um. And I bet this would be really good as a punch at like a summer fete Ooh, with yeah, like a this, slightly. It needs, um, it needs like a like real fruit in it. Yes, or something. this would make a great like if it was like more with sangria. Those rings of, like, yeah, 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 yeah. With like is that fruit. if we're drinking this at like a bridal shower at like a summer fete, a garden party? But I also feel like I could drink like seven of these and be yes. fine. Like it okay. feels. I don't think it actually is wheat, but it feels like I could drink a lot of them. It feels hydrating. Yes, <laughs> yes. Is really... This is for a hot summer this day. For a hot day where I'm gonna drink too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know some classic feelings. I love it. Okay, what are you going to so, read first of your many choices? Alright, so my first fic for you mm-hmm. is um, titled Hungry Like a Wolf. Um, okay. It is from, uh, I believe from Instagram. It is a request for a Witcher Orange is the New Black combination. And <laughs> I'll say who... What a confusing combination yes. of things. I have the Instagram up, which is from um, Lynn Flood on Instagram. The review, five stars. It says, titled, the best. Um, <laughs> review, actually the best podcast. I have listened to every episode and re-listened. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Perfect. So, thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, here is Hungry Like a Wolf. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll see. Like uh, famously, I've watched like four episodes of The Witcher. I have watched most episodes of okay. The New Black. I'm just gonna dive in. Go and uh, oh wait, first question: How many words is this? Five hundred eighty-nine. Nice. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna count that as an accurate. Did it? <laughs> this is an accurate. Let me add the count. Yeah, here we go. And another healthy and delicious Yakier special for you, Miss Yakier said with a flourish of his serving spoon, <laughs> handing the tray of food to the next person in line. Oh my God. What's this garbage you're feeding us today, Dandelion? She's saying Dandelion in like a like more 
not derogatory. It's yeah, like, derogatory. A, like a, a mean nickname. Mocking. Mocking. Uh, Yennefer eyed her neighbor's tray with suspicion. There's no way that's edible. I'll have you know, there's been many satisfied tummies over the years. <laughs> Yakiar said, I'm a regular minstrel of flavors. Because oh he's a bard. Yes. Get it? That's funny. <laughs> And if I were to... I love this energy in a prison. I know. I don't want someone that's just, like, so excited to be here. Right. And if I were you, I'd stop singing, Taseya said, nudging Yennefer in the ribs as she was handed her own tray of barely edible-looking slop. Yakiar's face turned bright red as his mouth flapped open and shut like a surprised fish. Yennefer and Taseya doubled over with laughter, Taseya nearly tipping the contents of her tray on the floor. Please take your lunch and continue on your way, please. A low and gravelly voice. I can't possibly do the witcher voice. Oh, if only. Is he the warden? Yes. He, he's just hes just like a guard. Oh. Please take your, your lunch and continue on your way, please. A low and gravelly voice from behind the two women made them both stop their laughter to turn and look. So you're the new guard everyone's been talking about. Yennefer drawled as she raked her eyes over the, over the man before her. Mm. He was tall and as broad-shouldered as a house. He stood with perfect posture, hands loosely at his side, and feet firmly planted hips distance apart. His long white hair had been pulled back in a low ponytail, and his dark eyes locked firmly on Yennefer. He was ready to battle if called for it. Yennefer looked at him the way she looked at every man, somewhere above like he was a choice piece of meat, and somewhere below like he was a challenge to be <laughs> conquered. Oh, okay. <laughs> right in the middle part there. It's a good energy. <laughs> I'd be like, I could. It's a good energy to both have in prison and to just be Yennefer. <laughs> yeah, so be like, I could eat you, but like, I don't need to. Like, are you above me fucking you or below me eating you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm, right. Both? Exactly. Maybe a little both. Somewhere in the middle. We'll see. Let us leave this dandelion Yakir alone and please carry on with your lunch the white-haired guard said Yakir mumbled something under his breath but pinned on a smile and dolloped some food onto Yennefer's tray before he handed it over to her thank you dandelion Yennefer said with faint sincerity before turning back to guard would you escort me to my table Geralt is it I really should be getting back to my post the guard said looking over his shoulder Come on now, a little detour wouldn't hurt anyone, Ooh. Yennefer said, checking Geralt with her hip as she passed him. You can't spend your whole day as a lone wolf watching all of his sheep. You'd go mad. Geralt made a noncommittal grunt, but followed behind Yennefer as she made her way across the cafeteria. So tell me, White Wolf, what twist of destiny brought you here to our beautiful little prison? Yennefer asked. Or did, or did this all come to you by surprise? That's a joke for Witcher fans. Sure. Because <laughs> they're the whole Witcher, there's like a... Geralt has this destiny bestowed upon him where in in the witch so in the witcher mm -hmm. they have like a thing where it's like if you help someone in battle and they like can't pay you they're like oh I don't have cash on me yeah then they're like I offer you my surprise and uh, so you, oh yeah that's what it is yeah, yeah and so you like come so when you so oh. it's the thing that you already have that Before you don't surprise yeah that you don't know like it happened the before you're kittens and you wanted more cats yes yes exactly yes so tell me what, White Wolf, what twist of destiny brought you here to our little beautiful prison? Our beautiful little prison, Yennefer asked. Or did this all come to you by surprise? I don't think it's important for you to know how I got here, Geralt said sternly. I'm here now, and I will be here until the job is over. Just making conversation, Yennefer said. I'm here because some office politics got a little out of hand. But what do you say, <laughs> but what do you say to me making your job a little easier here? And what exactly would that entail, Geralt asked before he could stop himself. I was hoping you could meet me in the supply closet later, <laughs> Yennefer said flirtatiously. You've bewitched me. <laughs> and I'm hoping to add a little chaos into that pristine life of yours. Oh my God. I don't think that would be a good idea, miss. I have rounds to do, Geralt said, giving Yennefer a nod of his head before taking his leave. A smile pulled at the corners of Yennefer's mouth, looking very much like a cat on the hunt. Oh, goody. A challenge. 
Great ice. <laughs> Thank you. You would Thank make you. this straight, though. <laughs> I would. I'd, I would. And like, I'd The Witcher is very straight, so sh- yes. We've also, we have also read, um, I think it was... Um, Geralt and... Yeah, yeah. Geralt and Yakir before. But in uh, the... Fi- no, the Mamma Mia episode also. Yeah. So, yeah, ma- yeah, in yeah. many places. So, it's that there are, there are a lot of ships. I'm an equal opportunity shipper. I understand. And yeah, we one, have not done Yennefer yet. And yeah, so this is where my head went for um, Witcher and Orange is the New Black. Lovely. Brains are wild. I would have gone in a completely different direction. <laughs> That's what makes us that a good pair. I do... Li- yes. I don't think one single person who has requested has asked for you or me. So it's really yeah. been a toss-up. So, like, in a different timeline, these could all be incredibly different fix. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get into my first one, which I wrote yesterday. <laughs> Love it. Uh, this person... Okay, I was kind of... Okay, this is what happened. They wrote the review. They told us about the review on Instagram. Uh, and then gave kind of like a whatever thing, which was like, oh, just write a fic that you've always wanted to write. Oh, shit. And so that prompted, that was, that came up after our Shrek episode. So I was like, oh, "Oh, I'll write this whole Shrek fic that's now (laughs) on my brain, which maybe I still will. We'll see what kind of time I have in August. But then they came back and were like, actually, you know what? I would like you to write a fan fiction specifically around this meme. Okay. And this meme is about the game Stardew Valley, which are you familiar at all? Um, I've heard of it, and okay. I think I I think I get it confused with Animal Crossing all the time. Yes, it is. Um, while not the same, it has got a lot of similar like setup. Okay. So like that makes a lot of sense. And similarly, I I play Animal Crossing, but I do not play Stardew Valley. But luckily, my wife does. So I asked them what was going on yeah. in this meme, and I will explain it after I read it. Uh, and also I will read the review itself. Five stars. The title is 15 out of 10. Buckle up, kids, because here we go. With a well-deserved five-star review for this dream of a podcast. Did I know I needed a podcast with two of my now best friends? I mean, we've never met, but you get it. Reading fanfiction? No. But now that I have it, I can never go back. This podcast is honestly the best thing I've ever had the privilege of hearing, and I've loved every single episode. Especially meeting Adam Driver, but you've read too much ABO fanfiction about him. (laughs) Which is a way better alternative title. Just like that whole thing, and that was the that was the that was the prompt. That was the premise. That was exactly the premise. But I want that to be the title. <laughs> Y'all are amazing, and I can't wait for more episodes. Um, so obviously that was a, a excellent review. And then she got in touch on Instagram and eventually sent us the meme uh, from Stardew Valley, which reads: "You're a villager in Stardew Valley. You approach your hangout spot by the sea and find the new farmer. He's been pa- he's been fishing for ten hours. He pauses to horf down four pieces of raw seaweed. He notices you." He gifts you an uncooked egg from his pocket. Your fondness for him grows. <laughs> Which is a real, like, uh, like dolly I'm sure meme, that makes sense. But it does make sense. So let me break down this meme for a second. <laughs> Basically, this meme is from the vantage point of an NPC within Stardew yes. Valley. Yes. Because in Stardew Valley, as the uh, person, you are a farmer and you can do a bunch of stuff. But one of the things you can do is you can befriend the NPCs by giving them specific things and talking to them. Yes. They all have, like, specific likes. They all have very specific, like, schedules that they follow, so you have to, like, go on on certain times and, like, find them. Oh, sure. And also, some of them are marriageable. Oh. So you can, like, really befriend them. (laughs) And so, (laughs) I was like, okay, we're gonna write a thing. I got an idea. And... Uh, I, again, don't play this specifically, so I hope I've gotten the details correct, but I found um, a character that likes uncooked eggs because I knew that was going to be important to the fic. Basically, I've just extended this meme into a lot more words. Excellent. Um, And I will maybe go into more detail as we go and find pictures if need be. I didn't name all these. This one's just because I wrote it yesterday. It's called Stardew Valley Meme Fic. I'll I'll think of something better when I put it on AO3. Yeah. Here we go. 
How long have I been standing here? I wondered to myself, internally, blinking away a bit of fatigue. I should shake my head a bit, jostling myself out of a daze. I'd been looking at my bookshelf, uncertain of what to choose, and debating whether I even wanted to stay in my cottage or if I should head out early to the saloon for a drink and a chat with everyone. It was Friday, after all, and I had been working tirelessly all day, all week even. I don't believe I even left the house today, sitting and sculpting all morning, followed by a quick lunch and tail-ended by an afternoon of work on a large custom painting at my easel this afternoon. I took the tail of my long braided hand, twirling the end through my fingers, lost in a bit of thought about my painting. I'm lucky. I've had more than enough demand to keep me going, but have a poor habit of not being able to start something new until my previous effort is finished. Part of me wants to sit back down and devote more time to my current painting, see if I can forego the night out and begin some of the detail work. But no. Everyone in town is expecting me to be there, and it's good for me to get away from my craft. I take a moment to walk over to the small mirror hanging near the doorway of my workroom and repin my bangs up and away from my face the way I like them, soft and wavy, but not distracting me when I'm focused, framing my blue eyes and round-tipped nose. A strange feeling settles over me. Nerves, it feels like. I'm not sure why. Nothing could be less nerve-wracking than going to the Star Drop Saloon. Maybe nerves isn't the right word. Maybe it's an out-of-place excitement. Yes, that must be it. The simple joy of turning in for the evening and setting work aside for tomorrow. So this is a very specific NPC called Leah, and Leah is very hot. <laughs> this was so weird to write because I had to be like, what is Leah's schedule? What does she do all day? Yeah. What? And so it's people who know Leah really well will really like this fan fiction, hopefully. But I found, I looked up Leah because uh, I had to get a picture of what her um, outfit looked like. She's and hot. I, oh, where is it though? There was like, oh my God, this amazing picture that someone did. But like, she's a hot redhead who like does artwork and that's very one of my types. So. <laughs> that's my type. That's, that's my, my type. type. Oh, here it is. Oh my God. And like, look at that outfit. Ah. Like, ooh, ooh, she's so hot. Anyway, so. <laughs> That was, this picture is specifically what I was thinking about. And we're going to get uh, in deeper. So she's a sculptor and an artist. That's what she does all day. And we're going to keep going. So striding out of the cottage, I feel my calloused hands start to ache. An ache I didn't notice until now from hours of working grasping my sculpting tools. I pull the suspenders off my shoulders and let them hang at the sides of my jeans. Ones that show the scuffs and paint splatter, not only from today, but likely from the last month. I may as well take the long way and stop by my hangout spot by the sea. It's a perfect and quaint little curve along the shore. I can bring a book and sit with the sound of rolling waves or look off into the distance and imagine myself as a sea captain moving onto the horizon. When I reach my destination, I pause. Someone has found my little hideaway. It's the new farmer. They had just arrived in town and I hadn't gotten much of a glance at them yet. They have light brown hair parted down the middle and, a, and sport a green flannel that must be their signature style. They look bedraggled, like they've been out here fishing for hours. I'm about to say hello and introduce myself when they take a few pieces of seaweed out of their pack and hungrily wolf it down. I clear my throat. Certain they haven't seen me yet. The sound startles them and they look up at me, pausing for a moment before attempting to cover themselves by chewing and putting the back of their hand to their mouth. I'm sorry, they say, mouth partially full but trying not to be rude. I laugh slightly, unsure whether out of pity or circumstance or the way their cheeks puff out. It's alright, I smile, walking towards the shoreline to dip my aching hands in the cool water. I crouch down with my back to them giving them a chance to swallow their seaweed. You're new in town, right? I call over my shoulder, alternatively clenching and relaxing my hands in the water, picking up the coarse sand and letting it polish my calloused skin. I'm Leah, I offer, shaking off the water and standing back to face the newcomer. They look at me, awkwardly, taking a large swallow. Nice to meet you, they finally manage. Anyway, I start. I'm headed down to the saloon. Pretty much everyone will be there if you want to meet more folks. They stay in their place and seem unsure of what to say. 
Later, <laughs> I pitch a small wave in their direction and head back towards that, towards town. Wait, they say as I pass. Here. They shuffle through their bag for a second before proudly extending their hand to me. An uncooked egg has emerged from their grasp. <laughs> this is a really nice gift. Thank you. I respond, puzzled but slightly amused. Somewhere in me, I feel the smallest bit of something fill. A speck of fondness grows. As I continue toward the Stardrop Saloon, the new farmer follows behind. I smile, excited to see where the evening will go. Aww. <laughs> and, fun fact, farmer's based on my wife's character. Aww. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought it'd be fun, because I'm like, I don't know if you're, like, into Leah, but, like, you should maybe get on that, because she real hot. <laughs> she hot. She hot. Your wife wants you to hit on this um, NPC. Uh, yes, please on the, hit on this NPC for me, put in the good word. <laughs> You're obviously taken, but, like, I'm not. <laughs> we can make this, like, a like a fun uh, triangle. <laughs> you marry your person, and I will marry this other person. And then we, by extension, will both be married. <laughs> yes. But a transitive property <laughs> to will this all NPC. be married. There we go. Okay. All right. So I hope that uh, really uh, took that Stardew Valley meme into heft. <laughs> I love that. For a game I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I really felt like I was in it. It really felt like it was, as a person who also doesn't play the game, it did still feel. Also, really full circle is this whole season four is stuff we don't know about thing. Yeah. Full circle. What are we hitting next? <laughs> All right. Great. So our next five star fic is a fic I have titled Dig Up Some Feelings. <laughs> and it's a pun because here's, so here's the five star review. Okay. By... A user 321654DJ. Okay. I've never felt so invested in a podcast before. Great. The one thing keeping me going through the workday. I am (laughs) crying trying not to laugh out loud at my desk. Thank you, Claire, for attempting an Adam Driver voice. How many appetizers are in a computer? (laughs) Someday I'll figure it out. At some point. Uh, Someday my my impressions uh, career will... Take off. Yeah. Anyway. That'll be your TikTok. We've decided. That'll be my TikTok. Um, Claire and Grace will will have you rolling on the floor and perhaps inspired Ray to fic of your own. Uh, If you're still taking fic requests, I'm only at the end of season two. Please. Oh, catch up. Yeah. (laughs) Really? You're in for a treat. That's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. They're not going to know. You are. She doesn't even know. (laughs) What's that from? Shoot. Shoot. You're it's right, like, you're right. You're someone's right. trying to have a surprise. Is it uh, Parks and Rec, maybe? I it's think, it, I, I'm pretty minutes. sure it's probably from Parks and Rec, because it's probably, like, Leslie Nope, like, a uh, new proposal is happening. Yes, yeah, so, And like it's like, because it's very, like, she doesn't even know that she's about to be so happy. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. It's, like, right on the Oh, is right the, is okay, it an we'll SNL figure it out. skit? We'll figure it out. I don't remember. Anyway. It is an SNL skit. No, it is. It is an SNL skit. That's why I think yeah, it's Yeah, because it's, like, Kristen Wiggs character. Yeah, it's Kristen Wiggs. Yeah, no, okay, we're in back. the we're sweater, back. in the sweater. Yeah, that way. We got there. Oh, good. Okay. Anyway, please, the idea of Harry Potter pining after Cedric, but not knowing he's pining makes me giggle uncontrollably. Wait, what do you mean guys don't normally think about their handsome, how handsome their other guy friends are? <laughs> yes! This is some 16-year-old energy. Yeah. So, I hope I have captured this. Give it to um, me. In Dig Up Some Feelings. <laughs> The music in the Great Hall was reaching a crescendo, and Harry once again inelegantly stepped on Pavardi's foot. This is at the Yule Ball. Okay, um, good timing. Yes. 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 This time. Fourth year? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Okay. This is fourth year because okay. um, it's uh, Goblet really of Fire. with my vision of 14 yes. year olds. It's Goblet of Fire. Harry's 14. Cedric is in his sixth year. Um, and. Uh, nice. Yes. Yeah. 
This time, she didn't make a noise. She just grimaced and forcibly looked away from Harry. For not the first time that evening, Harry wished that the dancing could have been done on a broomstick. This was very reminiscent then of that book. Then he would yeah. have been graceful. Harry's gaze was firmly fixed on the top curve of Pavardi's left ear after she had turned her head. It made for a slightly better concentration point than the single lock of hair that had fallen across her forehead. Yes. Pavardi had kept trying to catch his stare, which had not helped his dancing abilities as he tactfully avoided her gaze. Very poor Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look at anybody. Like, it's going to throw me off. I'm yeah, not going to be able to remember to count to three. Yeah, exactly. No, look at me. <laughs> I can't look at you and count to three at the same time. Exactly. I'm only a child. I'm only a child. <laughs> exactly. How could anyone possibly make eye contact with their partner when they were trying to concentrate on what their feet were doing? Pavardi let out a, lo- a gasp loud enough that Harry broke his ear-based focus. <laughs> Across the magically snow-speckled dance floor was a single couple in the throes of an exaggerated dip. Ew. The woman was giggling as her dark hair kissed the polished floor. One heeled foot arched up dramatically to the sky. But it was the gentleman that caught Harry's eye. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow, this sentence is remarkably similar. Anyway, <laughs> the, the man was tall and broad-shouldered as a Highlander. <laughs> oh my god, that's... you wrote this. <laughs> wow. Random highlighters for zero reason at if all. If you needed proof that I wrote both of these books. The man was tall and broad-shouldered as a Highlander, and even from a distance, Harry could tell he was handsome. His partner, in comparison, looked as delicate as a porcelain doll in his arms, but somehow the glow of his beauty radiated over his partner Ooh. and made them appear like a matched set. He could probably have made anyone feel like a matched set with a smile like that. The man's hair glittered with streaks of brass in his soft curls on the top of his head as he twirled through the flicker of the candlelight. The light danced over the prominence of his cheekbones, casting shadows over the sharp edge of his jawline and the soft dip of his upper lip. It was as if it was as if even the light wanted to kiss the mystery dancer. I love this. This is amazing. Pining. This is exactly what you would be thinking about with your straight boyfriends. Be like, this ain't. This is. Not- I'm not pining. I'm just noticing facts. Everyone can tell. Everyone is looking at his lips. Even the light. Obviously. Even the light wants to kiss the dancer. It's not just me. Everyone wants to do it. That's not weird. I'm just looking at my date's ear. (laughs) I can't make eye contact with her, but that's (laughs) irrelevant. Diggory really is a good dancer, isn't he? Pavardi sighed wistfully as she turned back to face Harry, the music starting to fade. That's Cedric? Harry's voice was only a whisper. Somehow in their dancing, they moved closer to the glittering couple. I would have thought it was obvious because he's dancing with Cho Chang, Pavardi oh, said, yeah. then added in a quieter voice. Then added in a quieter voice, I heard you asked her too. Harry was prevented from putting his foot in his mouth as his best <laughs> mate Ron stumbled with Pavardi's sister towards them. God, they did I, date. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that they needed <laughs> dates and that everyone was asked. And so they... That's funny. Yeah. But, but like best friends dating sisters is very funny yeah. and stupid. It's right. like, well, I guess we have an in so like right. I can get you a date with the other one. Right. <laughs> That's literally what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember a thing that McGonagall said in that dance class, Ron said, pulling Harry off to the side and out of Pavardi's hold. It doesn't help that old Diggory there is a natural. Probably charmed his shoes to keep time with the music. Do you think he would teach us? Harry asked. <laughs> teach us what? How to charm our shoes? <laughs> He's a six-year Harry. He can't possibly teach us before that night is over, Ron said slumping into a nearby chair. And if I were you, I'd be afraid of him hexing me to get ahead in the tournament. Mm. Hex me? Harry said, pulling his eyes away from the dance floor to look at Ron. No, I was wondering if you think he'd dance with me. You know, teach me. <laughs> And then later he can teach me how to French kiss. Yeah, it's it's just practicing. It's not it's not it's not real. It's it doesn't thinking. count if we're just learning. It's just a it's just a lesson. It's just to learn. Dance with you? Are you mental? He's with Cho Chang. And do you think she'd mind if I asked him? Oh my God. 
<laughs> so like, like I know this isn't real. This is like giving me secondhand embarrassment. I know, right? Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> I think Pavardi would mind if you asked him. Rod said, nodding his head towards their dates who had escaped to the punch bowl table. But he's such a good dancer and so handsome. I think that Pavardi would understand. Uh. Handsome. Harry, listen to yourself. Did someone from Slytherin slip you a love potion? <laughs> Malfoy seems like he'd be up for that. Ron said, getting to his Ooh, feet. Ooh, what a great out. Right? Oh my god, I love that. Like, oh no, I, some, oh no, I've been hexed. You're right. Oh, I, no. I'm in love with him. And that was all love potion. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna, <laughs> like, I'm gonna go. And... Throw it up. I'm going to go talk to Madame Pomfrey, and, and I'll, I'll be, be back. back. And I'll be talking normally again. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll be fine. That Oh, my God. That's an amazing, like, when you're drunk and you just, like, confess things. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, I was oh, drunk. I love him. Oh, I was, I, that was drunk. That was a love drunk potion right there. That was a love potion. That, someone spiked the punch bowl. <laughs> that wasn't my real feelings. Just mine, though. Not everyone else's. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no. Malfoy seems like he'd be up for that, Ron said, getting to his feet. We need to get you some punch to dilute that nonsense out of you. Ron started to steer Harry in the direction of the punch table and their corresponding dates. Are you saying you honestly haven't thought about how good Cedric looks tonight? Harry hissed to Ron. He looks amazing in those dress robes of his. (laughs) I I can honestly say that I haven't noticed, Ron said plainly. I've been much too focused on how itchy my own dress robes are and how hard uh, Padma elbowed me in the ribs after I stepped on her toe. (laughs) Guess it's just me then, Harry said with a heavy sigh as he cast a look over his shoulder and immediately found Cedric on the dance floor. Cedric was flushed with exertion, a delicate curl falling over one of his eyes as he laughed. Then, as if he could feel the weight of Harry's stare, his head turned to fraction and piercing gray eyes locked with Harry's green ones. The intensity of the stare was so powerful, it made Harry trip over his own feet. The warm bubble of heat bloomed up from his belly into his face. It didn't mean anything. He just needed more punch. I love that so much. <laughs> Did I make you watch But I'm a Cheerleader? No. Oh my god, it's so... You need to watch it. Um, but I want that fic, but extended out into But I'm a Cheerleader, which the premise is basically, like, she's a cheerleader, and, like, the opening montage is just, like, cameras, like, looking at, like, the butts and boobs of cheerleaders, and it's, like, very clear that that's her, like, viewpoint. Yeah. And then everyone's, like, you're, like, we're having an intervention, you're a lesbian. And she's, like, but I'm not a lesbian. They're, they're, like, you have pictures of boobs in your locker. And she's, like, no, I just really like those, they're very inspiring women. It's, like, you grabbed my ass at cheerleading practice. Like, no, I did I just had to for the lift you're always looking at my boobs everyone is always looking at boobs boobs are great like it's just like excuses excuses and she's like i'm a lesbian Ah!" like it's oh my god it's so good good stuff okay this is our halfway point ad read no but (laughs) aspirational ad read most likely take a go get a snack yeah (laughs) we'll be back now okay we're back so Okay, well, first of all, you're not allowed to make fun of me for any of this. So, we got a request um, from, oh god, I'm going to try and pronounce this, which is uh, Kaya Yunli. I'm not sure which, where the spaces are supposed to be. That's the username on Apple Podcasts. And this was the review slash the request, all in one. Title, Cackles and Alcoholic Banter. A plus fingers. <laughs> Grace, Claire, and Josie bring me so much joy every day during work. Claire's cackles are everything. My friend introduced me to this podcast, and I'm so grateful for the mask to shield the gleeful silent laughs I have each time I hear a spicy part of the fic or Grace's deadpan humor. Amazing, amazing podcast. A teensy request, if you please. 
Please write a fic that ends with, joke me, stranger. <laughs> it's a little thing I have with my friend <laughs> that introduced me to the podcast. Thank you. I need to know what's going on with this friendship. Are yeah. you guys fucking... <laughs> That's not for us to know, Grace. I know, but like... I ship them. Have you tried? Give it a try. Um, (laughs) Have yourself a honey boo-boo and um, see where the night leads you. It could be a thing that makes sense, but in my brain it's very sexy. Is it like a fortune cookie where the end of every fortune cookie you say like in bed? And so like you open your fortune cookie and it says like, you'll have a prosperous future in bed. I can can think of so many things that it could maybe be and all of them are probably And that's why I... When I knew I had to write this fic, because it was given to me, it was bequeathed upon me, I didn't at first have an idea, and so I kind of, I procrastinated a little bit. Do you want to take any guess as to where I went? <laughs> um, my, my gut. My gut. I feel gut. like there's not a chance you're going to guess. <laughs> no, there, I'm 100% <laughs> wrong, because my gut goes to oh, Star what? Wars and Force Choking. Oh, okay. Is that what you would have, what you would have done? Yeah. Mm. Probably. Okay, because, yeah, the stranger part was what got me, but I am just going to let it unfold. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it will become very okay, apparent okay. what I'm referencing at, like, the one-third point. Uh-oh. Here we go. Okay, choke me, stranger. She stood, quietly and calmly, against the exterior brick wall, hidden behind the protruding corner. She gazed out to the horizon. Sunset. It would be lovely to stand here and appreciate it for a moment, but she was on the job. She looked down stretching her neck over the edge of the building, seeing nothing yet of note on the city street below her. Her ears perked up when she heard the sound of deceptively light footsteps on the gravel that coated the rooftop where she stood. It couldn't be a civilian. You weren't encroaching on my territory again tonight. Are you incredible? (gasps) She said, (laughs) coolly walking out of the shadows to meet him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! I'm so proud of myself for this. As soon as, I don't know why it came into my brain, but I was like, you know what? They had a whole thing. They had a whole very kinky dynamic at the beginning of the Fish Incredibles movie, and I was like, we gotta expand. We do. I have an idea. (laughs) I love it. I'm already in. Here we go. That's Mr. Incredible to you, he replied, equally nonchalant, adjusting his rubber gloves and only giving her a momentary glance. Is it? She questioned beginning to step around him, feeling a bit like a cat encircling a mouse. Because I've heard quite the rumor. I've been hearing that you've been showing your... She paused, meaningfully. Dark side. And where did you hear this? He eyed her as she passed behind him, not quite sure yet what her game was. I have my sources. She stretched her leg long and around to suddenly meet him face to face. You going bad on me? You going bad? Sorry, I can't do this with a straight face. Like I wrote it, but like I was in a real it's, place. It's very, it's very. <clears throat> you seduced yourself, We're doing a thing. and now it's hard. We're to, doing a thing. It's hard to unseduce. Yourself. We're in a role play. Yep, I gotta commit. I believe in you. You going bad on me? Incredible, she said, dropping her voice to a husky whisper. Maybe I should start calling you an anti-hero. She placed a single finger against his chest, drawing it down while keeping eye contact. Mister Incredible gulped almost imperceptibly. He was catching on to the tango Elastigirl was leading him through, and he was happy to follow. I don't know what you think you've heard, Elastigirl. He lowered his gaze and his voice. Maybe you don't really know me at all. Sneaking off on your little side missions, thinking you can be the big man? Elastigirl turned and sauntered back toward the edge of the building, knowing Mr. Incredible was still fixed on her. Taking the glory for yourself? I work alone. (laughs) It isn't my fault if the other heroes can't keep up. He scoffed towards her. I have to forge my own path. 
He dramatically looked off into the distance, <laughs> attempting to brood. No one seems to understand. <laughs> Elastigirl almost cracked, but maintained her composure for the sake of the fun. She walked back towards the super. Funny. That sounds like villain talk. <gasps> she stretched her arm to Mr. Incredible's shin between her thumb and forefinger, lifting it towards her to get a good look at him. She walked slowly back to meet him, letting her arm shrink back to normal size as she did so. Maybe I don't know you after all. Almost like you're a... She peered into his eyes. A stranger. <laughs> I'm so ready! <laughs> I'm really feeling myself when I wrote this. Okay. <clears throat> she furrowed a brow, wondering what was what his next move would be. With a surprising speed for a man of his size and strength, Mr. Incredible whirled Elastigirl around, pinning her arms behind her with one of his large hands, pressing his torso against her back. And it looks like you've messed with the wrong villain today, babe. I'd love to stay and chat, but I have some evil plans to put into place. Ooh. Maybe, if you're good, you can join me when I'm through. Ah! <laughs> Mr. Incredible's free hand roamed upward from Elastigirl's waist to her chest, climbing until it rested on her collarbone, gently putting pressure on the base of her neck with his thumb and index finger. What should we get up to? What would good little Elastigirl like? Oh no! Oh, he no. asked in her oh, ear, no, no, no. knowing what the answer would be. Choke me, stranger. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Again, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to apologize for anything. It will be up on AO3 eventually. <laughs> now I need to put all mine up. Oh my god. I, uh, I am changed. Their dynamic is so fucking fun. Like That is so fun. I love that. I love, I love the idea of superheroes pretending, like really leaning into the superhero villain thing and being uh, like, let's just fuck. <laughs> Let's fuck. Let's, like they're and they're dating. Like my my canon is like it's the exact same as the thing where they're like getting married and they're like playing each other. Like, oh, are you doing anything later? And he's like, I don't know. If, I can't remember if I have any plans. And like they're literally getting married. It's that. Like yes, they're it's, dating. Yes. They. It's this is all just a weird role play they decided to do on the job. Okay, <laughs> are you recovered? I don't know if I'll ever be recovered, <laughs> but that was amazing. I love oh that. God. I had a good time. I had a really oh fun my time God. writing that. That, that, I don't, I don't uh, know how I can come back from that. <laughs> All right. So this request, the request came in on your email. It's from Caitlin. And I wrote this many months ago. Potentially this for- This like one of our first yes, picks, like yes. before the season even started. I think. Yes. It's that we got it before the, even, the season even started. I like went and like wrote it. And so I will read you the email from Caitlin. I don't know if y'all uh, if y'all still do this, but I'm currently speeding through season two. This will be a fun surprise for you, Kaylin. Hey, Kaylin. Uh, but I left a well-earned five-star review on <laughs> iTunes, and oh. I would like to request a very dramatic Animal Crossing's fanfic from Claire with the pairing Tom Nook and Red. I uh, like how she picked you. <laughs> like, this was the only one, and you don't I play don't, Animal Crossing. I don't play Animal Crossing, but, but I did. decided to go for it. And I did a bunch of research, and we'll see if you think. Well, we got Stardew uh, Valley and Animal Crossing. Did yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Um, Good so, times. Uh, so to give a bit of context, in case you don't know the Animal Crossing lore, when, I wish I didn't, um, <laughs> when Tom Nook was, was a young tanuki, he left his small town and good friend Sable to pursue his dreams in the big city. There he meets and befriends Red, who screwed him over in the end, forcing him to go back to his home oh, yeah. and is taken into the care of Sable. Presently, Tom Nook is basically in charge of all operations of his new home, a deserted island, where Red will occasionally visit to sell all of this questionable, sell art of questionable origin. Yes. I would like this 
fic to be Tom Nook and Red getting locked in a room or Red shipped together overnight with lots of tension and possibly some emotions getting jumbled up, a.k.a. kissing. Um... (laughs) It would make me super happy. It would make me really happy if you would really lean into the juxtaposition of the super squishy characters and their emotions. That's fun. Best regards. And feel free to ignore. I didn't. Caitlin. <laughs> and so I like, I read both about Tom Nook and read, and I was like prepared to really lean in, like lean into lean the feelings. Too. So this fic is called There's Always Space in the Nook, <laughs> which was a uh, Working title, I gave it. Yes, um, that I gave it like months ago, and we're going to rediscover um, what I wrote together because I kind of remember, but um, I don't. So (laughs) great. Tom Nook closed his eyes as he leaned back on the park bench. The salty ocean air playfully tugged at his ears, and he let Mm -hmm. out a long sigh of contentment. This was the life he had signed up for on the island. Tom Nook pinched his eyes closer. That was not me just clearing my throat. It's part of the story. It's part of the fic. It's part of the fic. <clears throat> Tom Nook pinched his, eyes, pinched his eyes closed tighter. Perhaps if he just ignored this person, they would go away. Wasn't it clear enough that he would like to be left alone? In peace? Hadn't he earned some quiet time away from Tommy and Timmy? Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> Clearly, this person had no manners and would not be leaving anytime soon. With reluctance and more than a little annoyance, Tom cracked his eyes open to see who would lack so little manners and powers of observation. Francine. What do you want, Francine? <laughs> Tom asked, leaning his head back on the uh, his head back on the back of the bench. I just thought you'd like to know that Red is in town, Francine said, picking a non existent speck of dirt off her polka dot dress. Who's Francine? I couldn't tell you. I picked her for a reason and I don't remember the reason. Uh, oh, she's just a random yeah. like villager. Okay, that's why, because uh, everybody has different people on their own. Oh sure. So not everyone knows everybody. I just thought you'd like to know that Red is in town, Francis said, picking a non-existent speck of dirt off her polka dot dress. You are business partners, after all. (laughs) It took all of Tom's willpower to keep his mouth from (laughs) twisting into disgust. Business partner. Were, he corrected her. So there should be no particular reason why I should need or want to see him. How interesting, she drawled. (laughs) Then why on earth would he tell me to give you the password to come see him? Oh, okay. This is so stupid because they already know each other. <laughs> I love that. I know. I, but Just so you know, like, I'd like Tom to see me, but, like, he needs a password to get on my cool boat. So, Tom need a password. You need a password to get onto Tom's boat. Uh, to get onto Red's boat. Yeah. Tom isn't special. That's funny. <laughs> then why on earth would he tell me to give you the password to come see him? Though, I didn't think you, of all people, would need a password to get on the ship in the first place. Isn't it half yours? Ship is generous. I know. (laughs) There were a million things that he'd like to say to her right now. Many of them involved special characters, but he didn't want to give her that satisfaction. I'm no different to Red than anyone else. What's the password? Francine twirled on her toe to leave, casting a final call over her shoulder. It's apron. Bye. Waddles away. I think it's because he wears an apron, but like... I don't know. I can't remember what the rules are about the password. Anyway. Tom stood on the beach, eyeing the green boat with hesitation. It was only a boat, not a ship. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean anything. It was not his ex-partner's ship boat. It was a boat. <laughs> <laughs> he just had to keep his wits about him and not let Red under his skin, and he'd be fine. He'd see what it was that Red wanted, and then he could leave. Boat, wits, leave. You know, get your bread, get your head, then leave. Get the boat, get your wits, then leave. <laughs> then leave. 
I think that was a very popular TikTok trend when I was when I was <laughs> I think it's good this. still. I, anyway. I agree with it. He walked up the boarding ramp and skimmed his hands down the front of his Hawaiian shirt. It was his favorite because it skimmed the lines of his body in a way that he felt was both appealing while still being professional. It was also tight enough that it would be hard for Rhett to slip his... No, he caught that thought off before he had t- it had time to mature. He would not be thinking about things like that when he joined Red on his ship. Boat. <laughs> Password, came the coy voice from just inside the frame of the door. You know it's me. Just let me in. Tom huffed, annoyed by the course his thoughts had taken him. You told Francine that you were just like everyone else to me. And I am, Tom said firmly. Apron. Red appeared for the first time in the frame of the door. His orange fur was muted in the soft glow of moonlight. Why don't you come inside, Mr. Nook? I have a business proposal to go over with you. Business proposal? Sure. There was hardly any light inside Red's boat. Tom had to watch carefully to make sure that he didn't tread on Red's tail from standing so close behind him. He was worried if he, gave, if he gave him any space, he'd trip over some piece of artwork. Annoying Red, regardless of the actual worth, he'd ask for double. Red came to a sudden stop in front of a painting, and Tom nearly ran into him. He barely recovered his footing when Red said, Doesn't this painting just bring back memories? Tom had to squint to the near darkness to take in the painting. <laughs> it was a cityscape with lots of neon lights and a blur of vehicles in the foreground. It could have been a photo, but the harder Tom looked at the painting, the more he realized he could see the texture from the brushstrokes. Memories, Red? Tom asked. I thought you wanted to discuss a business proposal. This is the business proposal, Red said defensively. But first, you need to understand the background. Tom crossed his arms over his chest, trying to keep his emotions buried uh, buried in his chest. If this was really a business proposal, he could listen. Okay, tell me your proposal. Even in the dim light, Tom could see the excitement that sparked in Red's eyes as he launched into a story. Do you remember our little shop in the city? The one that had that crummy little apartment over it? You and I would wake up when the sound of the city finally dimmed away in the early morning light. Do you remember? Seductive. Tom was caught off guard. Uh, of course I do. Just, like, knowing exactly, like, how dim and weird his, like, yeah. a little yeah. weird boat ship is. Like, I'm yeah. like, really could flip from really fucking creepy to sexual in, like, two seconds if you uh, wanted it to. Right? I've never thought about it in that light, so I'm in a weird time right now. It's a, it's a ride. Uh, what painting is this? <laughs> I don't know, I made it up. <laughs> we used to be so happy in that little shop, Red said, stepping ever so slightly forward. On Sundays, we'd open later in the morning, so we could go to that little dim sum shop around the corner. Used to love their steamed shrimp noodles. Tom's defenses slipped enough that his arms uncrossed. You always ordered me an extra plate from the cart. As if I could stand to see your sad face when the noodles were gone, Red said softly. <laughs> and what does that... He's doing so much right now. I know, right? Uh, what does that have to do with the painting? Or this business deal? Red sighed as if what he said next took everything in him. You don't recognize it, do you? Recognize what? And then he saw it. The cityscape was more than just a generic cityscape. This had been their city. This was the street that their shop had been on. Ooh. This was the coffee shop Tom had gotten his coffee, where the laundry Red had taken their aprons to be pressed. There, there was the corner that they had shared their first kiss after signing the lease. Ooh. It's our street. The words came out like a confession, whispered between Tom's lips before he could stop himself. How did you? But he turned to look back at Red and found him to be impossibly close. Their noses were nearly touching, and Tom could feel the tickle of Red's warm breath on his skin. Had Tom stepped closer, or had Red? Did it matter? There's another painting. Red's voice was barely over a whisker. Whisper. I just thought if I could buy it. Maybe that's how I could treasure what good memories we have there. They weren't all good memories, Red. 
Tom. Say, this feels very like a scam. I don't know how, but I feel like this is a scam because that's all Red does. It's all Red like, hey, does. we're basically family. I'll give you the family discount. And then he scams you like an asshole. This is all the thing that's happening. Uh, this can't end well. You can't end well. Tom. There's a Tom. You gotta be smart. Watch out. He's trying to kiss you and take your money. He's trying to kiss you and take your money. You're perfect. They weren't all good memories, Red. Tom's voice carried a trace of sadness and longing. Longing for the days long past, the days that had never been. But some of the best ones were there, Red said, leaning for- forward. I'll remind you. <gasps> <gasps> Red's lips brushed gently against Tom's, no. the barest of touches. No. A question waiting to be answered. Tom's response came all at once. No. His hands were on Red's no. face, pressing their lips tight no. together, their bodies nesting together like a set of matching spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say spoons is so funny, but like spoons. that's really funny. <laughs> if I had a different accent, maybe it would be more sexy. But the Minnesota right now, accent really comes spoons. out like at really specific times. Minnesota, it's so spoons. neutral ninety nine percent of the time, and that one percent is just like a kick in the butt. Like <laughs> I don't even spoons, spoons. How do other people say spoons? I don't know. <laughs> spoons, <laughs> spoons. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That drink kicked me harder than I thought it was going to. Same. I drank all of it. I did too. <laughs> spoons. <laughs> the bodies nesting together like a set of matching spoons. Tom's whole body flushed with heat. The memories exploding out of his chest where he had kept them under lock and key. Red returned Tom's frantic energy. His hands yanked at the buttons of Tom's shirt, rucking up the hem so that he could <gasps> run his hands over Tom's belly and up oh. his chest. His hungry hands crawled over Tom's body like a starved man suddenly put in front of a feast. This is not a business proposal. This is not a business proposal. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. Wink. Tom broke away from the kiss, only to gasp in a lungful of air. He was drowning in his feelings, drowning in the feel of Red touching him again. No! Drowning in the years of memories that he had locked deep inside him so they couldn't hurt him anymore. Put him down. I just need a loan so I can buy a couple other pieces fucking, to go it. with I this one. You fucking asshole. This guy sucks. <laughs> Carpet. Ripped. Rip. I just need a load. I just need Can you imagine someone making out this thing? I just need a load. We've been trying to get you about your car's extended warranty. Like, after making out? No. I'm done. Red had whispered the words in Tom's ear like a sweet nothing. Because Tom came... But, uh... Tom's words. Oh, because Tom's words came crashing back in, uh, something. It, it, something fine. came crashing no back into reality. No baby, we die like men. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no baby, we die like men. We straight up have never edited. I movies. have not seen this since February. So, because Tom's uh, came crashing back into reality, it was a sweet nothing. He was nothing to Red. Yes. That's what this is all about. Tom fought to say the words as he disentangled himself from Red's needy hands. You want money? Not money. Red said carefully. Alone, like we're business partners again. Tom caught sight of his disheveled shirt. A button was missing. It was like a cold shock of water that was poured down his spine. Good. Leave. You were trying to trick me into investing into your stupid counterfeit business, Tom said, shaking himself as he pulled the edges of his shirt back together, covering himself. I told you I never wanted to be part of that. You stupid sexy fox. (laughs) You stupid sexy fox. (laughs) These aren't fakes. I assure you, I only buy authentic art. Reds took a step towards Tom, who hastily took another one back. That's what you always say, Tom accused. <laughs> but everything here is a fake. Even you. No. Red looked like he had just. So dramatic. 
Red looked like he had taken a blow to the gut. Every painting here is completely authentic and real. See, you don't even try to defend yourself. Tom could feel the burn of tears behind his eyes. I can't believe I ever trusted you. Tom, wait! But Tom had already turned and fled, <laughs> not worried this time about running into things, just needing to get away from Red and his business dealings. He would not be scammed again into giving away his most precious treasure, his heart. And then also he lit a match and threw it behind him and burst the stupid boat into flames. Set fire to the boat <laughs> and all the counterfeit paintings. So yes, my thought was that Red yes. still has feelings for, like, the deep inside But his first Red. instinct is going to be to use his actual yes. true feelings for profit. Yes. Yes, 100,000%. Yes. That was my thought, was that... I'm that, so mad at how accurate this is. <laughs> I read so many wikis and was, like, pouring into their backstory, trying to be like, why did they... Because it's like... Because uh, in, like, the different iterations of the game, like, different yeah. amounts come out. Yeah. And so I was like, where did this come from? Why do they hate each other? Why do they love each other? Yes. Clearly they did love each other. Yes. So there we there we were. There's always space in the nook. Well, all right. I have a lot of feelings now. Thanks. Are you ready to have a lot of feelings? No. So I'm going to read the uh, review first, and hopefully okay. that will remind you what this last pick is. Okay. Because I feel like you know in your brain. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we actually had two different reviews titled My Happy Place. This is one of them. Okay. Uh, which is very sweet. This is by Hannah Marlene. I would have never imagined that anybody would make a podcast of reading fanfiction. Spoiler alert, we're not actually the only ones anyway, but I'm glad you found us. So coming across fine pairings seemed like a dream come true. I feel like I'm in, the, I'm in the room laughing at the absurdity of the fix along with Grace and Claire, who have the kind of chemistry that makes you want to befriend both of them so you can join in the shenanigans too. Although it's hard to pick a favorite episode, I love the concept behind the lock-in. 2020 was a rough year, and 2021 isn't much better, but fine pairings and fanfic in general has definitely made life a little bit easier. Every episode is always a great time. So, she got in touch with us and was like, I would like you to do something in the same vein as the lock-in. Okay. Uh-oh. So. Is this a story from our background? Yes. This uh -oh. is an RPF about us. <laughs> yes. And in the same way that I asked you to give me a guess as to what events <laughs> this is about, I'm going to do that again. Is this our, um, here's my blind guess. Yes. Um, I is, feel like you're going to probably hit it pretty close. Is this our first ever show together, Fish Dicks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. Because I couldn't let that go. <laughs> it was such good fodder. So we kind of talked about this way back in the day. Um, but yeah, me and Claire uh, were best friends in middle school as well. And for whatever reason, we decided there was an end of the year talent show every year at our middle school. Yes. And we decided to um, come up with a comedy this, skit. Yeah, get a skit. Yeah. And like exactly in the same way as the lock-in. I don't exactly remember how that happened, but I we put it into words as much as possible and inserted some celebrities. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh and my god. This fic, I think, is 2,000 words. <laughs> because I couldn't stop myself. I titled this Claire and Grace are so very talented. Because <laughs> we are. <laughs> That's a wordy title. Maybe I'll change it when we put it on the three. One of Washington Middle School's most infamous events was fast approaching the end of the year talent show. As one would imagine, the talent show was rife with familiar sights. Sixth graders singing in small groups and solos, eighth graders breakdancing, a group of girls might do gymnastics across the stage to lyricless music. Correct. Or maybe someone would need to roll out the piano for a demonstration of skills they had been mastering since they were in kindergarten. It was clear to Grace and Claire that this talent show needed something. It needed variety. It needed pizzazz. It needed a comedy sketch. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, it did. It did. Like, I don't know. I don't think we were even like the closer, though. No, like, honestly, because like, uh, there were so many singers and dancers that they like put us like straight ass in the middle because we yeah they needed anything to break it up because i think the this is like a three hour show because so many people it was so fucking long because i think the librarian even asked me if we'd be willing to host the whole talent show as fish sticks oh i remember we were gonna host but then we couldn't have been in it yeah and so that that was a no yes (laughs) yeah then we were like "Uh uh-huh hell no yeah we we have a plan (laughs) actually no we have a thing we have a thing we're doing that uh Grace, being a singer, had fallen prey to typical standards of the past year and wholeheartedly sang My Heart Will Go On as her sixth grade act, which actually was what happened. Don't know why I chose that as what happened. I was going to sing Memory from Cats, but then we could only do one act, so I did Fish Sticks. (laughs) However, she knew Claire's brilliant idea for a live comedy would be a necessary addition to the repertoire of skills as a duo, which which already included swing dancing, writing parody songs, and being telepathically connected with the Sprouse Twins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a skill they had honed over the previous summer. <laughs> all accurate. All true so far. <laughs> no lies at all. So, the only non-accurate things are the part where the celebrities come in. Everything else is 100,000% true. And even part of the things that happened with the celebrities <gasps> happened just with other people. What if we were two dumb kids show hosts? Claire suggested. The pair were sitting across from each other at the end of their friend's group's long table. Deep in thought. The talent show had opened submissions earlier in the week, and the two were stuck without a fleshed out idea. On a show called Fish Sticks, Grace laughed, looking at the floppy stick of battered fish in Claire's hand. Claire laughed. Yeah, but we don't know anything about fish. Claire, <laughs> Grace returned the laugh. Only that they could be made into sticks. <laughs> the two continued to riff, getting you guys are so weird glances from Carmen and Lexi, who were seated next to them. Suddenly, Grace was pulled from her back and forth with Carmen when a few eighth graders walked by. Grace watched as Anna Kendrick, the amazing eighth grade singer, passed alongside their table, chatting excitedly to her friend. She noticed Grace looking at her, causing Grace to quickly stare back at her lunchbox. <laughs> so I didn't get the chance to put anything for me in the no, first one, so I've 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 retroactively put some things in for me in this one. I love it. I yep. love it. Also, yeah, again, two thousand words. Needed the whole bit. You don't have to be jealous of her. You're a good singer, too, Claire said, mouth partially full of cauliflower. First off, she's an amazing singer, but I'm not jealous. I mean, I still think it's good that I'm not singing this year. There's too many singers anyway. Grace couldn't quite explain why she was always wanting to be looking at Anna. It wasn't jealousy, that was for sure. (laughs) She probably just wanted to watch her to figure out how she was so talented and so pretty. She wanted to be talented and pretty, too, right? To figure out how Anna did it. She'd have to observe and take notes. That wasn't weird. It's not. It's not. (laughs) It's not love. I forgot, because, like, this parallel. Harry Potter, exactly the same. (laughs) I gotta stare at her, right? Yeah. Everyone else is staring at her, obviously. I mean, I just want to know how to dance. She wants to, I want to know how to I just want to know how to be a pretty singer. That's it. Yeah. It's not, it's not weird. It's not weird. Claire and Grace had, as usual, rushed through their lunch as quickly as possible. But on this day, the goal was not to pack in as much recess time, but in excitement to work on their skit. New inspiration in mind. They sang as they crossed the blacktop, dancing and crossing past each other. Am I triggered or is it triggering a core memory? Fish sticks! They declared in unison, the educational program about fish and the ocean. Because I tried to write it out phonetically as well as I could. But now you know exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> then what happens? Grace asked, unsure of where to go now that their show introduction was complete. Ah! 
Claire yelled as a four-square-balled whizzed past her ear. I got it, yelled a distant voice. A boy jogged towards the final destination of the ball. He had a mop of brown hair and bright green eyes, along with a very distinguished cleft chin and a hint of stubble that made him look much older than the other middle schoolers surrounding him would have assumed. Sorry about that, the boy spoke to Claire, who stood in awe of the English accent and comparatively deep voice that descended from his lips. (laughs) Yeah, was all she managed to say. What are you doing here? Oh no. As he reached for the ball. It's for the talent show, Claire explained. It's a skit. Fun, he smiled, showing a row of near-perfect teeth. I'll look out for it. Oh my god, I'm like getting embarrassed. But I'm like, Gee. Claire nodded and then emitted a groan as the boy ran out of earshot. 14-year-old Claire is like, coming through my body. Oh my god, who was that? That's that Henry kid. He's doing an exchange thing, remember? He's been here for like two weeks already. And no one told me he had a British accent? Focus! Chris glared at the sky for dramatic effect. What's going to happen after we introduce the show? Dot, dot, dots to show time progression. It was the day of the talent show. Grace raced down from the locker-lined hallway on the way to meet Claire. Student performers were allowed early release from third period, and Grace hadn't had the chance to check in with Claire in the morning like she had hoped. Claire was in charge of the all-important whipped cream and pie tins, while Grace had supplied the juggling balls. Claire still had to collect the large easel from the art room where they had drawn the intro card for fish sticks. Dashing down the empty hallway, Grace rounded the corner only to stutter and trip over her tennis shoes upon being confronted with the only other person in the vicinity. The juggling balls she had been carrying around tumbled and bounced lazily into the row of lockers across from her as Grace awkwardly got up from her knees. The other person had uttered a small, oh, before moving to help collect some of Grace's lost items. Sorry, Grace spit quickly, hoping to avoid any more interruption. But then... The person turned toward her to hand her a couple of the multicolored balls. There she was, Anna Kendrick. No doubt in the hallway to prepare for the same talent show as well. You okay? She said sincerely. Grace blushed a deep red, somehow both trying to avoid any eye contact and a- unable to look away. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I... Are you juggling? That's fun! Anna asked, picking up another juggling ball. Grace started for one rolling off and spotted what looked to be a wig near her feet. No, yes, it's a skit. Me and Claire. Grace attempted to explain as she stood up with the items. Everyone is awkward in this and it's intentionally and completely on purpose. Every single person, including Anna Kendrick, is very awkward. It's so middle school. Yes. Uh, I really tried to be true to her actual persona because I was like, oh, I could make her like fabulous, but that's not accurate. No. <laughs> She's just weird. <laughs> we would make a great couple. Anna, no, you're not listening. It's, it, I understand. <laughs> anyway. No, yes, it's a skit. Me and Claire. Grace attempted to explain as she stood up with the items. Anna's eyes lit up, excited by the prospect of something theatrical being added to the show. Really? I hope I get to see it. Anna smiled. Me too, Grace replied, catching herself looking at Anna's mouth. What she realized was weird and she should probably say something to distract herself. What are you singing this year? She asked before mentally smacking her forehead, knowing it was not cool to remember the so readily details about Anna from a year ago. (laughs) I remember you saying this thing last year. Are you going to do something else again? Shit. Shit. (laughs) Don't stop remembering things. Oh, it's this song called Ladies Who Lunch. It's from this musical company. Have you heard of it? Anna asked eagerly. Grace shook her head, not knowing much about musicals, but thinking seriously that she ought to start learning as soon as possible. And then she did. And then I did. I'm such a nerd for musicals. No one else has heard of it either. Anna looked at the floor, a little embarrassed by her niche taste. That's why I'm wearing this. She gestured to her dress as she brushed herself off. It was a drapey black number that may have been saucy on a grown adult, but simply looked ill-fitted on the scrawny 14-year-old. It was lined with sequins, and Grace noticed Anna had drawn a fake beauty mark on her cheek. This is a very specific reference to the movie Camp, which I know you have not seen, but the two people that that have seen it know what I'm talking about. Thank you guys for being here, (laughs) for understanding my references. I'll have to watch it. It looks glamorous, Grace replied. 
It is. They wouldn't let me carry around the martini glass, though. <laughs> I don't know if that story works as well without it, but Anna shrugged, clearly misunderstood in her efforts for theatricality. Grace remembered the wig in her hand, which she now realized must be part of Anna's ensemble. She laughed nervously and held the wig in front of her. As Anna reached to grab it, their hands touched for a moment. Grace was suddenly hyper-focused on how warm her skin was, how soft. <laughs> she had the instinct to move her thumb and wrap it around Anna's finger, but instead remained frozen. The two paused in the contact for a moment too long. I'll see you in a bit, Anna said, noticing the clock. She tucked her wig under her arm and scampered up towards the theater's backstage, looking back for just a second on the way. Later, having assembled their litany of props, performed a fast run through the lines, and squirted the sacred whipped cream. <laughs> this is such a weird sentence, I'm going to try it one more time. Later, having assembled their litany of props, performed a fast run through their lines, and squirted the sacred whipped cream from the single can into the pie tins for the finale, the pair stood at the wings of the stage, listening to the two 13-year-old MCs entertain the crowd of middle schoolers and teachers. Upon finally hearing their names called, they set their props and ran to opposite wings to begin. Claire and Grace's eyes met across the wide stage. Brown met blue. <laughs> the pair nodded in tandem as the cue to begin. The two sang enthusiastically in order to be heard throughout the balcony. It's Fishix! Declared in unison, striking a dramatic show opener pose. The educational program about fish and the ocean. Ooh! The show continued without a hitch, just as planned. The two children show host hit a snag as their cue card holder fell asleep, and they were left completely on their own to fill the runtime. What is their solution, you might ask? Pretty much anything two bumbling TV personalities could think of. Making up facts about fish, dancing, juggling. An addition added because the, they were they, the two were convinced that they knew how to drug, juggle, which was debatable upon rewatch. <laughs> and getting pied in the face after slipping on a banana peel. The premise of the juggling was that we were both <laughs> like, try, and then eventually we would fail. And I made it like a whole one second longer than you. Yeah. And that we like not... actually practiced because yes. we were like, oh, we'll be good. And then we'll like flail. Yes. <laughs> and then, no. So it'll be bad on purpose if yes. we accidentally are bad. Right. And then no. And then, nope. Um, anyway. Slipping uh, on a banana peel. On a banana peel. Derivative? Sure. But the prepubescent audience still found it hilarious. It was a massive success, gaining laughs and thunderous applause as Claire and Grace took a bow from behind their cream-covered faces. Yeah, there was multiple pies in the face. <laughs> All I can smell is whipped cream, Grace laughed, <laughs> making her way down the backstage stairs that led into the hall. I'm not going to be able to smell anything but whipped cream for the rest of my life. It's all the way up my nose. I remember that. <laughs> I remember just being like, the smell is so overpowering in this moment. <laughs> I don't, oh I don't know how people, what, it's that we used whipped cream instead of, like, a cream pie. Because that was, the joke yeah, was, like, yeah. we don't have to make a pie if we just put a bunch of whipped yeah, cream yeah. on a plate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to smell anything but whipped cream for the rest of my life. It's all the way at my nose, Clark complained, still smiling from the high of performing. On their way to the bathroom sinks to wash up, the girls passed a small circle of boys loitering outside of the audience doors. Their banter caught the, girl, caught the attention of one of them, and upon seeing the whipped cream, he instantly recognized them as the girls who just performed. Oh my god, that was hilarious, spoke a British accent. You were, we were just talking about it. Henry Cavill gestured to his friends who smiled back at them. <laughs> Grace this isn't real, but it's like merging <laughs> with my memory. I'm like feeling. I'm just gonna like incept a whole new memory into your brain. In a multiverse, this happened, and yes. so I'm like feeling this other other ah. universe. I'm channeling other universe, Claire, where this happened, and I'm like, oh my god, uh. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> thanks, Grace beamed. I'm gonna go wash off. She yelled behind her, running off. Yeah, thanks. 
Claire started, but Henry gestured for her to wait. Are you part of the drama club here? He asked her. I've been thinking about acting, but I wasn't sure how to sign up. I figured it might be something you'd know about. Oh, yeah, I do plays sometimes. I can tell you about it later. Maybe once the show's done and I clean up? Claire asked, wanting to stay and hear more of the beautiful boy's accent, but very, very much aware of the soggy cream still on her nose and left ear. Henry laughed. Right. Right. Seems fair. Oh, suddenly. Henry reached up and stroked Claire's chin. Oh no! <laughs> the sudden contact sent a sudden thrill down Claire's spine and into her toes. She had no idea how to respond to this. I don't know how to respond to this. Bit of cream was falling off you there. He smirked, a dollop coating his index finger. You want a bag? He offered cheekily, cocking an eyebrow and lifting his finger towards Claire's mouth. Just kidding. Oh before popping the whipped cream into his own oh mouth, my God. making his friends chuckle and gag behind him. See you later. Claire simply waved, unable to come up with an eager yet cool way of exiting the situation. She thought this Henry boy might happen to like her. Why am I blushing? Yes. <laughs> you are! <laughs> my whole face is red. I can oh feel it. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's our childhood. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, that was amazing. Oh. <laughs> sardines, sardines, icky little fishies that live in the sea. Anchovies, anchovies, sticky little fishies that are just like sardines. Oh my god, did we make that up? Yes. That's so dumb. I know. <laughs> like, that's gotta be a parody of another song. No, though. it's not. We are so weird. <laughs> And why did we think we could go in front of our entire middle school and be like... We didn't have any friends. There were no stakes. They were like, this is going to land. Our three friends will lie to us and tell it's funny, and everyone else will not care. One of our other friends was in the show with us, but like, but she didn't want to be on stage, and so she just ran out to hand us pies. But then the next year, two of our friends were in it, so we must yeah. have done something right. Right, right. <laughs> and again, the librarians were like, that was gold. Maybe I... they're just like, I need to embarrass these girls again. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Well, that's our childhood. Um, <laughs> this is the end of our season four. Wow. We have oh. yet to do this many effects, so I hope uh, it was enjoyable to have that variety. Right. I don't remember how we got here. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, but yes, we will be on hiatus for a couple of months, uh, just like we were between season three and season four. We will be coming back with season five in the late fall. Yes. I'm sure I could give you a date, but I don't want to just in case. Yep. And in the meantime, you can still listen to us. Maybe I'll put the maybe I'll put the video of our talent show up on the Patreon. <laughs> Will that excite anyone? I don't know. We're probably up, I don't know. Maybe I'll put I don't know. Maybe I'll put it in. Oh, anyway, man. if you want to support us on Patreon, it really helps us through the off season, especially. And if you like hearing our voices, we do consistently update, even when we are on hiatus from fine pairing. So that is five dollars or more if you want to a month for the Steam and Cream podcast, which you can find in our show notes or at. Patreon.com/slash So you can find us on at Fine Pairings Podcast on Tumblr, on Instagram, and on TikTok, and at Fine Pairings Pod on Twitter. Yes. If you would like to get in touch with us more personally, or have something longer that you want to say, or let us know that you wrote a five-star review and you want to get us jumping up on that season five finale already, you can do that at finepairings at gmail.com for pretty much any reason at all. <laughs> Five Pairings Podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, Five Pairings Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm, I can't do anything anymore. Uh, thanks for hanging on with us this entire season. It has been so much fun. This I feel like this is probably my favorite season so far. It was, it was a great <laughs> Which, like, I'm going to say that every single time. <laughs> True. 
All season of my one children was pretty are good. my favorite. Season four is probably in the lead right now, just because it was so weird. Right. <laughs> and we will see you in a couple of months. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have fun.